Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. on Infinite Films, brought to you by All Too Real 2 Podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Is Matthew the Human Torch, Sue Storm, The Thing... Um, um, Mr. Fantastic, um, Doom Host. That's a long name, man. It's <laughs> a long, long name. It's really hard to sign, you know, papers with and stuff, forms. Yeah, there's not enough room on that little line that they give you on most, uh, you know, no. forms. Uh, but that's okay, Matt. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just do like the initials, so oh, it's fine. Oh, okay, so that's good. Yeah. 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 Um, so, today on the show, we are covering part of our Crisis on Infinite Films series. The 2015 Fantastic Four film which was uh, directed by Josh Trank. The screenplay was by Jeremy Slater, Simon Kinberg, and Josh Trank, based on the Fantastic Four by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, It uh, starred Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara, Jamie Bell, and Toby Kebbell. Kibble. I don't know how you spell how you say his name. Um, Anyways, um, yes, this was uh, the like third incarnation of the Fantastic Four to be filmed. First being the uh, the uh, Roger Corman nineteen ninety four version. Then we had the two thousand five. Two, two film series. Uh, there was a Fantastic Four and then Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. This film uh, did horribly at the box office, sadly, um, for the people involved. And, um, yeah, the reviews are uh, really bad, too, for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Normally, we when we cover these movies, they're basically straight up bad. I actually kind of like this movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I thought it was actually <clears throat> pretty decent, and you know, I read a little bit about it and kind of what contributed contributed to being kind of much reviled. It really, had nothing. It's no one's fault. I mean, the director. I mean, you know, Trank couldn't really do anything about it, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, there 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 are issues with the film, obviously, but. It's uh, it's hard to blame the people involved, unfortunately. I mean, you know, as much as the studio. Right. I mean, the studio makes you do something because they're the ones that have the money. I mean, I mean, you know, <clears throat> and they got the rights to it. So, I mean, you can't, even if you did pull your own money, that still wouldn't change the fact that the studio owns, owns the rights to it. So, <clears throat> and, you know, you pretty much have to do, yeah. I, I know. I, I just read a lot about it, and I was kind of really upset about, you know, that they ham pretty much hamstringed them. I mean, it was like, you know, nothing you could do about it. You know, like they did reshoots like a month before the movie came out, or something like that, like or two months or whatever. <clears throat> no, sorry, it was like half a year. Okay, yeah, it still. was like in January, and it, it came out in August. But yeah. still, um, yeah, it uh. Anyways, um, basically, <clears throat> what happens in this movie, Matt? Uh, well, Reed, um, I forgot his last name, Reed, um, Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards, he's like a really, you know, smart, like, science student, and he's, he's trying to build a, um, like a teleporter when he's like a kid, he's like 10 years old, and, um, they're doing like this um thing at school or like where you talk about like what career you want to have when you grow up and he goes up there and you know says what he wants to build and his science teacher is like one of these you know or not whatever his teacher is one of these like really skeptical people like we're talking about realistic things things you could do in the real world and all this kind of crap or whatever and then you know he kind of you know walks back to his desk you know, all mad and stuff, and then by the way, he calls. By the way, his teacher is played by Homer Simpson. No. Yes. Dan, yes. Dan, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Not 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 Homer, not the character Homer Simpson, but the um, the voice actor of Homer Simpson. Sounds kind of creepy if your teacher was just a cartoon figure and you're everyone else's. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he also appeared in a previous episode of our show as the genie in um, Return of Jafar. Yes, that's right. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. All kinds of um, movies and shows. Um, yeah, so then he calls on this other kid named Ben Grimm, <clears throat> who sits kind of behind um, Reed, like a few chairs behind him. And he goes up there and kind of looks at the, you know, the formula that Reed is, um, you know, working on, kind of just sort of curious, you know, about what he's working on. And then, um, <clears throat> then they kind of shoot back to like Reed's house. His family owns like a junkyard or kind of, 
poor and you know, kind of a rough. Ben's house, not Reed's. Oh, sorry, Ben's. Yeah, Ben Grimm's house. Yeah, and um, Ben, you know, he's supposed to be doing his homework, but his older brother is like making him, you know, work and stuff like that because he's like ten years old. So obviously, you know, he should start working instead of doing his schoolwork. And um, and then he kind of like roughs him up and stuff like that, and you know, his his mom comes to the rescue and tells tells Ben to check out, you know, what the dogs are barking at. And then he finds Reed, you know, hiding out in one of the cars because he's trying to steal <clears throat> something to build his uh, machine or whatever. So uh, he agrees to take Ben with him if, if he can take one of the items for free. So then, you know, they go off to um, Reed's um, garage, you know, to tinker with this machine. To um, He wants to transport a, um, like a model car or like a toy car to like a different place or whatever and then you know he ends up like killing the power in like the whole neighborhood with this like experiment and then uh it works but um just a pile of rocks shows up where the you know the place where the car was so they, they have no idea where it actually got you know transported to and his, his stepdad's um who, by the way who's played by tim heidegger from um you know um uh, what's the show called? Um, <clears throat> something great job. What's it called? Tim and Eric. Tim great and Eric, job. Awesome show. Great job or something like that. Yeah. You know, also from the, if you or the Casey and his brother songs where Casey's always sweating and puking during his anxiety attacks when he's trying to, you know, sing these weird children's songs. Um, that guy was playing his stepfather, which I didn't even know at the time. Actually, I didn't even recognize him. And he's like yelling at him like, you did it again. You're, you're, tinkering with this crap or whatever you know his parents don't really you know he's kind of one of these kids who's like you know like he doesn't have a horrible family life it's not like there's abuse going on and stuff but it's like he's one of those kids where it's like he's just like smarter than this whole family basically and no one really can understand what he's talking about you know type of thing so he's kind of you know really alienated that way so like ben basically becomes like his only friend for the next eight years or so and is always kind of just working with him on his projects or whatever and then like finally like eight years later when they're like in seniors in high school um they they show off their uh invention you know during like the science fair or whatever and um franklin storm shows up he's like the he kind of works for like this um what would you call it like like organization like for like up and coming scientists or like yeah something like that yeah the the baxter academy yeah there we go cool name (laughs) yeah in the in the uh in the comic books um the the headquarters of the uh fantastic four is the baxter building okay so so that's probably where they you know got that obviously (laughs) right and uh the 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 thing works, but his his teacher is still just being a complete asshole for whatever reason. He just doesn't like Reed. They don't, they don't really explain why. But I've had teachers like that for whatever reason, just single out certain students for God knows what reason, and just they don't like them for whatever reason. And he failed him, even though clearly it was a success. Like I'm thinking, like how could you not be like like that's what I don't get about this. Like clearly it worked. It teleported the thing somewhere. You would think that that alone would be seen as a success, like the fact that something physical was there and then it disappeared. I mean, even like, even if it, it if, even if it was a magic trick, as he as he as he uh, 
as he claimed, um, <clears throat> it was still more impressive than like anything else I think at the fair, probably. Right. So yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't even get that where it's like okay, like Mister, like what what world do we live in here where apparently everything is like so advanced that like to you that's just nothing. Like oh yeah, big deal, whatever. And then that's when um you know Franklin Doctor Franklin Storm shows up with um his daughter Sue Sue Storm and then basically invites him to you know work at like this really expensive lab and stuff like that to work on like this quantum whatever it's called I don't remember the exact name it's basically <laughs> kind of basically to get to get access to like a different dimension essentially it's a quantum gate um there you go quant yeah. And um, no, and then I'll pass the ball to you in a second. And then uh, he, you know, he goes, he goes to move in. Ben basically, at this point in the movie, it looks like Ben is well. Ben's going to be the Ben Affleck character, <laughs> and um, Goodwill Hunting, where it's like you know the smart kid, smart guy's friend that like you know isn't going anywhere in life or whatever type of thing, you know. And he just kind of gives him like a Swiss Army knife as sort of like his goodbye present and. Yeah, Reed's like, well, we're still gonna talk to each other, and blah blah blah. He's like, no, it's you know, this is this is your new life now and home or whatever, you know. That he gets to work on his, you know, on the project, and then now, like, now I'm gonna pass pass the ball to you now. So, uh, they uh, recruit uh, Victor Von Doom, who is uh, the uh, protege of. Um, of uh dr storm and um he basically came up with the idea for the uh quantum gate and uh at the same time you know reed came up with this similar idea and uh so they they create this uh group of people to try to finish the idea and and uh then we have um <clears throat> scene where Johnny Storm uh played by Michael B Jordan um is uh is uh racing in a car and uh then he has a wipeout and um basically uh his uh his father Dr Storm finds him and then basically makes him uh work at the uh at the lab or whatever you want to call it and uh so he helps out with the uh with the experiment and everything um for the with the quantum gate um so the experiment ends up being successful uh, before we also have like a little uh <clears throat> at one point we had a had a little meat cute between uh <laughs> between uh between uh reed and uh sue and she explains that the way that she sees the world is through patterns and that's why she likes music and she was listening to portis head <laughs> which is good because i love portis head anyways yeah, um they're, they're so, yeah. Great <laughs> so um <laughs> i was just like wow they portis head okay anyways um <laughs> haven't thought about them in ages but i do <laughs> i do love their album the one album I have of theirs. I don't know. I'm sure there's more. But anyways, um, <laughs> the one that was really popular. And uh, so they uh, anyways, um, back to the thing they um, 
they the experiment they, they they have they run the experiment they put a monkey in the thing and send him to a parallel dimension because we find out that where Reed was sending things wasn't to like another part of the world it was actually to a parallel world and uh, so they, they decided to name that parallel world planet zero <laughs> and um, so uh, what ends up happening is um, once it's uh, successful um, Dr. Allen, who is, uh, a, uh, you know, like, like a guy that's basically funding and overseeing all this shit. Um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he says that, uh, they're going to have to bring in some, uh, people from NASA to send them to planet zero. And, uh, Reed and Victor and everybody are all pissed off at that because they wanted to go there. So, uh, they end up getting drunk. Reed and <laughs> Reed and Johnny and um, and Victor do, and uh, then that night they decide while they're drunk, while they're intoxicated, that they want to, you know, just go themselves <laughs> because they're like, you know, we created this. Who, you know, and, and they they made up a good point where uh, they talk about how um, everybody remembers, you know, Neil Armstrong and. But they don't remember the people that, you know, built the spaceships and stuff like that, you know. Right. Um, so uh, <laughs> they uh, want to be remembered as the first people to go to a uh, parallel dimension. So they they go and Reed um, insists that Ben join them. So he uh, calls up Ben. Ben comes by and then they uh, they travel to Planet Zero. Things are kind of all messed up. When they get there, um, Sue notices that they're doing this. She gets an alert on her computer. Um, she uh, goes and tries to stop it, but you know can't. And then uh, she, uh, they, while they're there in Planet Zero, they notice this like green energy stuff, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what ends up happening is they uh, they all get kind of infected by this uh, by this shit and gain <laughs> gain superpowers. Um, while they're trying to escape the planet, though, uh, Victor falls into the pit of the green shit. <laughs> that, that's, I like the green shit. <laughs> that's a that's a phrase I never thought I'd say. He falls into the pit of the green shit, and um. <laughs> That's a scientific term, by the way. The yes. Green shit. <laughs> so, so, so all these, so, so they they end up having to leave Victor behind, and they they come back, and uh, when they come back, uh, there's like a big explosion and shit, and uh, Sue gets infected too. Um, Sue becomes invisible as her power, well, the abil- ability to you know become invisible. Yeah. Um. After. They end up giving them these super suits to, you know, to help things. But Sue ends up becoming the Invisible Woman. Um, Reed becomes Mister Fantastic, who can basically stretch his body in all over the place. And um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Ben becomes uh, the Thing, so he's like a big rock guy. 
Mm-hmm. Which anybody would know if they've ever read the Fantastic Four, but I'm just right. you know kind of repeating this. And then uh, Johnny becomes uh, becomes uh, the Human Torch, so he basically can uh, fly and spit fire and you know out of his hands and shoot and and <clears throat> becomes like a big fire dude. Yeah, kind of like Firestorm from DC, but just one person, not. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Can I ask a question really quick? Sure. Um, okay, when I was watching it, it only seems like Johnny and Ben's powers are the only ones that make sense because, like, rocks were, like, flying in to Ben's, um, whatever you call it, the the machine or I don't know what you call it, the, the device to get him back, um, like the car or whatever, and flames, like, fire was going into Johnny. So that makes sense because, like, that, like, got infused to their body, but what happened to Sue to make her invisible, and what happened to Reed to be all stretchy and stuff? Who the hell knows? Okay, I was just wondering if something happened because, like, I, I saw like flames going into because Johnny, like, yeah, because in the in the comics they they get changed a different way. They're trying to travel to uh, another planet, not another dimension, okay. and it's, okay. it's completely different. So. No problem. I was just wondering if I missed something when I, when I was watching. Yeah, it, it. it doesn't really make sense. I don't think there is any logic behind it. I think it's just okay. that, it, like, like, like anything, you know, it's like, why did uh, Bruce Banner turn into the Incredible Hulk when he got shot with some gamma rays? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I mean, at least yeah. you know Spider Man kind of makes sense, you know, but yeah, yeah, he got bit by a spider, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's comic books. Yeah. It's got its own logic. And um, the. Uh, but. Um, so they they end up. Uh, putting everybody in this uh, area 57, which is like, you know, an area 51 sort of thing. Um where they uh, are basically trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with these kids and um, <laughs> experimenting on them and shit. And uh, they come up with a, you know, like this suit to contain their uh, powers. Um, Reed escapes. Um, and then like a year later, we find out Ben's been... Uh, Working for the government as the thing and, uh, you know, has killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I just want to emphasize that, that he's killed a bunch of people. Um, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, they. Uh, so. Um, Basically, you know, Reed's been hiding in Central America. He is eventually found by the United States military with Sue's help. She ends up basically figuring out the patterns or some bullshit to figure out (laughs) (laughs) where where, where he is and then finds him on the computer because he's using like some name captain nemo based in earlier on during their meet, meet cute we found out that that was his favorite book 
Oh yeah, I like all your phrases. The green, the pile, the the what was it? Pile of green shits and, and the patterns or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, the um, they so so they they find him in Central America where he's been hiding out and literally being able to change his face and you know somehow his voice too, where he becomes like a Spanish dude. Um, yeah. So, uh, we have, um, they bring him back, um, Ben goes and gets him, basically, and, uh, they bring him back, and, uh, so, okay, (laughs) like I said, uh, everybody's been outfitted with these, like, cool suits that contain their powers so they can control them and everything, Um, so, when Reed is brought back, um, Dr. Allen conscripts him into rebuilding the quantum gate, the, get not gape, gate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in exchange for uh, giving Reed the resources to find a cure for their, uh, for their abilities, um, so, at at some point, um, Doctor Allen um, sends uh, some people into the the, the 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 through the quantum gate and uh, to go and try to figure out what's going on on the other side. While they're there, they find uh, they find Victor. Um, who uh, is now been fused with his spacesuit and possesses telekinetic abilities. And they bring him back to Earth. He, uh, he believes that, uh, all the, that all humanity needs to be destroyed and he can rebuild Earth in his image. <laughs> he starts killing the scientists in the base, um, including uh, Dr. Allen and Professor Storm. Um, using the uh, quantum gate, uh, he goes back to the other, uh, to Planet Zero. And uh, the Fantastic Four of Ben, Johnny, Reed, and Sue go back to, go, go use the quantum gate when it comes back, and they uh, they go back to the planet zero and uh what ends up happening victor now calling himself doom (laughs) (laughs) in what is the worst part of the whole movie in my opinion i think he is the worst dr doom i've ever seen on film yeah um they only gave him like 10 minutes to be a villain so it's not like yeah so, so when they're there in a way too fast of a scene, they basically fight Doom and prevent him from destroying Earth. Yeah. In in what is the most rushed end of a movie I've it, ever it, seen. That that's what made me mad about the movie was that it had an hour of build up, which I actually liked, thought it was good, and then all of a sudden they go to Planet Zero. Like all of this, like so Planet Zero, the first time they bring him out. 
and then he kills all his people and then it goes back all of this took place in maybe 10 minutes time like it's like what <laughs> yeah the the movie needed to be about a half hour longer yeah um or something and um so basically what ends up happening is they defeat him he disintegrates into nothing mm-hmm. um while they're there and you know they all use their they they realize hey they he's stronger than than, than each one of us but he's not stronger than all of us combined right you know, right it's like you know you know we we join our forces and we become you know the power rangers or some bullshit and um anyways <laughs> um we're like you know voltron or whatever i don't know and um the uh <clears throat> so um they return to earth the uh group is rewarded by the u.s military for their heroics and they're given a new bo- base of operations which they call central city <laughs> i don't know why when i think central city i think the flash but yeah um, exactly yeah right, so. <laughs> yeah i don't know if central city has any basis in marvel it might i don't know um mm-hmm. and uh they uh decide to help people use their abilities and uh, they take on the mantle, of the fantastic four after there's like these little jabs at each other for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> while they're trying to figure out the fucking name of the group that they're called. And for some odd reason, Ben Grimm and, and Johnny storm are like being assholes to each other. And I don't even understand why, I know. like the, I dude, know. the dudes barely know each other. Um, I know. and, um, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, anyways, um, yeah, and, and the way and the way they do it, they're like, they're like, I got it. I know what we can call ourselves. And then the title card comes on the screen. Uh, I know. Well, that's because Ben's like, he's looking at the thing. He's like, it's yeah, it's it's fantastic. And then Reed's like, what? Say that again. And he's like, what? It's fantastic. He's like, I think we just found our name. Oh God. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, that was so lame. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a break, Matt? Sure. Okay, we're going to take a break here, and we'll be back with, uh, I don't know, like some trivia and stuff from the movie. You know, some green shit, you know? Yeah, some more green shit. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you have green shit, you might want to go see a doctor. Anyways, <laughs> um, we'll be right back, folks. And like a human torch, we are back. <laughs> yep. I'm ready to take on this thing. Oh, it's it's going fantastically. Yes. <laughs> the it, it it came about so fast I didn't even see it. It was like it was invisible. Yeah, I know. And and then you know after it was done, I had a really you know powerful sense of doom. You know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Okay, so here's some trivia from the Internet Movie Database about this film. Ready for this, Matt? Yeah, sure. Okay. Stan Lee declined to make a cameo in the film. Ooh. That's a slap in the face right there. Yeah. (laughs) In a quickly deleted tweet from August 6th, 2015, the director, Josh Trank, said, A year ago, I had a fantastic version of this and it would have received great reviews 
you probably ne- you'll probably never see it. That's reality, <laughs> though. After seeing this version, the studio mandated heavy reshoots. Um, that's what he said. Okay, after seeing this version, the studio mandated heavy reshoots. The newer scenes are easy to spot as Kate Mara had to cut her hair. <laughs> I mean, had cut her hair and wore a blonde wig. Miles Teller also had facial hair that would appear and disappear between shots. Um, uh, Kate Mara noted that she hadn't seen the movie a month after it's released and has been very unwilling to watch it due to the intensely negative reception. Um, Marvel wasn't fond of the direction the film was going and made mention of it in a Marvel comic, uh, pun- the Punisher okay. number 12, has the Fantastic Four in the likeness of the cast members of this film get taken down in an explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, after the disappointing reviews, Josh Trank went on to tweet that he'll never be working on a comic book movie ever again. <laughs> um, wow. The... Uh, the garage that Reed is working in as a child is the same garage in which Biff keeps his car in Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the uh, characters of this film would have reverted back to Marvel if the film was delayed beyond uh, 2015. Because um, 20th Century Fox had a seven-year window to produce a new Fantastic Four film after uh, Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, uh, um, with a release of one year after that time expired. So, yeah, that was in 2007 that Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer came out. Um, Josh Trank had envisioned his movie of being about two hours and 20 minutes long. The studio cut that down to... Um, an hour and 40 minutes that we got. And that's probably why it feels so rushed. Yeah. Um, after uh, Trank finalized his version of the film in 2014, the studio was disfa- dissatisfied and didn't like the director's work. Fox demanded reshoots, which took place in early 2015, mainly due to creative differences and the fact that the studio thought his version of the film was too violent. Okay. Yeah. Mads Milkison auditioned for the role of Doctor Doom, but walked out from his audition. Um, I don't know why he would have been. He seems way too old to be that. Anyways, um, Kate Mara. <laughs> but then again, these people are playing uh, teenagers, and they're like twenty years old. I mean, ten years older than what that they were supposed to be right. at the time. So, um, Kate Mara had initially wanted to read. Uh, Fantastic Four comic books to prepare for her role as Sue Storm, uh, but the filmmakers explained to the cast that it was unnecessary as the film was an original story not based directly on the comics. Um, Josh Trank reportedly wanted Allison Williams for the role of Sue Storm, but uh, Fox overruled him in favor of Kate Mara. Um... The promotional posters for the film depict a city in shambles from destruction, implying an action sequence set in the city which fan- with, with the Fantastic Four. Nothing of the sort ever happened in the film. 
Wow. Um, it has been reported that 20th Century Fox interfered with the film uh, to the point which Josh Trank's original movie layout was changed drastically. One of the major changes was the cutting out of three whole action scenes. God. Um, at least uh, Jamie Bell and Kate Mara got something out of the film, um, who played uh, the thing and uh, the invisible woman or invisible girl or whatever. Um, they married in 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, at uh, at around one minute, a teacher jokes about young Reed building a flying car. Um, in the comics, Reed Richards constructed the Fantastic Car, which is a <laughs> flying car that served as the Fantastic Four's personal vehicle. There are actually, uh, I've, I I saw online, um, there are shots of them using the Fantastic Car, which oh, were wow. completely, that they were shot and they were completely cut out of the movie. Um. <laughs> The uh, Josh uh, Trank fought for Miles Teller to get the role of Reed Richards um, against the wishes of the studio, only for uh, the two men to end up nearly in a fist fight on set. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. This movie's like got a lot of drama behind it. <clears throat> Yeah, um, Kate Mara, in the role of Sue Storm, um, the studio uh, pushed for her for the role. And um, even though uh, Trank didn't want her for the role, as a result, he was difficult to Mara and bullied her during filmmaking. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't feel really sorry for Josh Trank, if that's the case, that he got in a fist fight with one of the actors and was bullying another. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, he kind of, you know, Karma kind of came back to him. I mean, he was he wasn't being, mm-hmm. you know, a great person himself, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, yeah. There's a lot more uh, <clears throat> trivia here. Um, yeah, a former uh, Fox CEO Rupert Murdoch expressed distaste for the movie, solely blaming it for one of Fox uh, fiscal quarters earning hundreds of millions lower than their expectations. Mm. Um, yeah. Miles Teller, who has scars on his face, uh, they were added to the younger version of Reed Richards, the actor playing him. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's way too many, uh, Oh, um, here we go. Uh, oh, okay, here. Central City was the team's locale in Marvel's Fantastic Four number one. Mm. Nowadays, it's more widely known as the home of DC Comics hero, The Flash. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, so <clears throat> I guess, you know, it's it's the term Central City is kind of generic anyways, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, like... Because I know, like, in D.C., they got Hub City, they've got Central City, they've got Star Starling City, yeah. <clears throat> you know, kind of like um, 
Metropolis, also too, Metropolis um, and Gotham. Right. <laughs> also, too, did you mention the part yet about um, the whole controversy about how Sue and Johnny could be siblings when one is black and the other is white? Oh, no, I haven't. Um, okay. You, you can go ahead and mention that. Okay, well, I just I read something earlier <clears throat> that he actually wanted Sue Storm to be black, so it, the whole family would be black, but uh, they, they I guess like the studio didn't want that or whatever, so then... Yeah. That's what made it that they were like she was like adopted or well they didn't even say that in the movie which well, you know no, they, they did oh they did okay all yeah, right yeah because she was from Kosovo okay yeah yeah that's right yeah um, <clears throat> they uh, <clears throat> yeah I mean I I had read that you know it's like they they said they didn't they didn't want to cast a they they needed star power so they put so they wanted Kate Mara in there who was kind of known from TV at that point but not really well known. Yeah, I mean, her sister was more well known at that time, um, Rooney Mara, but uh, okay. you know, from Social Network and other things. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they wanted some star power. But my thing is, is are you to make us believe that there are not a there's not a single African American or oh. black woman actress with star power? <laughs> right. That just doesn't make sense. Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Michael, Michael B. Jordan descri- described the story as a bunch of kids that had an accident and have disabilities <laughs> now that they have to cope with and, <laughs> and try to find a life afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it makes sense. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. I mean, well, um, that's how Ben kind of viewed his condition because the only reason why he even agreed to work for the military is so that they would find a cure for him, basically. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I can understand the. Uh the the people being pissed off at it for being too dark or something or being uh too rushed at the end i understand yeah. why people didn't like the movie but yeah like you were saying there were a lot there was a lot of backlash i remember back when this came out about mm-hmm. michael b jordan as johnny storm and i'm like why you know yeah it's like yeah oh Shouldn't matter, I, well, shouldn't matter the color of his skin. He's a great actor. Well, so. <laughs> I remember the argument that some of the people that were thought that they were being clever were saying <clears throat> what they were really saying was that they didn't want to see a black person in a superhero, but so they were trying to couch it in terms of, oh, well, <clears throat> I want to see black superheroes who actually are black in the comics and make movies about those characters which that wasn't that was just what they were saying their real intention was that they didn't want to see you know so like i want to see those characters i'm like oh the characters that you just looked up on google right now that you didn't know existed until this argument on facebook happened or whatever you know like i mean i'm sorry that's probably what it was like oh look look up black superhero characters okay oh that is a good one yeah i want to see this movie at this random character that has like three issues like okay really uh i was like 
I mean, I understand the the point of like let's create new characters that yeah. you know are black, but still, yeah. it's like, <clears throat> or let's you know do movies about characters that are, but um, the studio, Twentieth Century Fox, didn't have the rights to any of those characters. Right. I mean, they could have created their own, I guess, you know, and not have it associated with Marvel, but still, you know, you want to be associated with the comics, you know, that are already established. And, and you, you know, you're going to get a b- bigger box office based upon a established IP as opposed to, hmm. uh, you know, a new character. Right. And um, <clears throat> what was that movie? <clears throat> what act? Uh, Scarlett, was it Scarlett Johansson? Was in. Where it was like a Japanese. Oh, it was, um, it was Ghost in the Shell. Okay, yeah. so I noticed that most of these people didn't complain about a, a Japanese character being now a Caucasian character. I mean, yeah. actress. So that's interesting that all of a sudden the race is going to be switched that way. But then it's like the end of the world if Johnny Storm Black. You know, so I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I did find it funny <laughs> in the last episode of 2020 of uh, SNL. Where they had, uh, where they had the the jokes shared between Colin Jost and Michael Che. Oh they, God! They give each other, and and uh, they were talking about how Scott Stapp is be is is playing uh, <laughs> play, playing Frank Sinatra in an upcoming movie, <laughs> and then uh, Colin Jost had to say, "But that's okay because Sammy Davis Jr. is being played by Scarlett Johansson." <laughs> Wow, which is which, which is hilarious on several levels because that's his wife, right? Yeah, no, Michael. <laughs> Michael always makes some really like racist jokes that he, yeah, right, or not also something to do about his wife as well. It's like, yeah, that's fun. That was funny. Um, yeah, okay. Here's another uh, trivia here. Uh, Victor's last name was originally going to be uh, Domashev, and he was envisioned as a blogger with a programming skills his surname was kept the same and any mention of him blogging is removed from the final film um his uh yeah by by being kept the same it was it was kept as von doom and not domashev um yeah the um yeah they there's other things too like there's a few other like uh goofs in the movie that i thought was interesting like they they had on the screen and they were trying to say that uh ben was born in like 1986 mm. yet the movie begins in, originally in 2007 right and uh if that was the case and he was still in high school in 2015 the dude's really stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. Cause they were like, plus he was, plus he was a little kid in two, in 2007. And all of a sudden, so yeah, that would make him probably born in like 1997 or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think they thought that through. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't even think they would let you go to high school. If you're like 28 years old, like, no, there's like, a little, there's a little issues there. Um, yeah. And like, just get your GED. Yeah. You know? and, and I, you know, I think it was just a misprint on there. It was just, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, do you want to take another break, Matt? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. 
Sure. And we are back. So, <clears throat> want to look at some reviews here, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Let's do. So, here are some reviews from the Internet Movie Database. Um, <clears throat> here's <clears throat> one written August twenty eighth, my birthday, um, two thousand sixteen. <laughs> um, one out of ten stars. Oof. <clears throat> This movie was a waste of time by Suhel28. Um, I began watching this movie with great anticipation. However, it really failed me within 20 minutes of it. I still continued to watch and thought that the movie would get kicked off now, but the now never came. Um, the worst thing is that the invisible girl got her powers without going to space. Nobody went to space, you fucking dupe. Anyways, and um that and that uh that is uh so stupid because all my life I have been brought up seeing the girl in space and getting power not outside of it. More than an hour into the movie and there is no action. The villain appears in the last 30 minutes. The fight lasts 10 minutes and the movie is over. Really a waste of time and money. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with the build-up being an hour long. That's that's my whole thing is the ending was too short. Not exactly. Like people it should have been longer. Like, like every superhero movie you watch, if you time it out, it's almost an hour of build-up. Like I mean, yeah. like I don't know exactly, but I, if you I, timed it, unless it's yeah. like the sequel or something, you know, you get like yeah, okay. But once, you, once you've established the character, but any origin story is going to take a little while. Yeah. Um, this is a two out of ten from August fifth of two thousand fifteen. Fantastic Four equals Fantastic Boar. <laughs> this is from M Man sixty nine. Um, terrible movie as previous reviewer writes the pacing is all wrong the characters are bleh you don't feel any attachment to them with them creating no chemistry the middle section of the movie is drawn out while the climax feels rushed the director went gosh we're running but, but he, he spelled were with an H in it. It's actually where. Um, yeah. We're running out of time. <laughs> Quick, wrap it up. After the recent awesome Avenger movies and the Thors, this felt like some hacked together 1990s offering. The story has so many gaps in it with supposedly super smart scientists doing super stupid things. And Miles Teller playing Mr. Fantastic is just a terrible choice. He has no screen presence as a leader. Wait for DVD or whatever and let it go quietly into the past. I actually thought Miles Teller was really good in the movie, but that's just me. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, I like him as an actor, though. So, um, um, Here's another one, one out of ten. It's called That's All? Question mark. Um, this was written in uh, December of 2018 um, from <laughs> G. Charles 01612. <laughs> um, 
here's the whole review. I was waiting for something to happen, and then the movie was over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll try to find a good review here, which might be kind of hard to do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the highest I'm finding is like a four out of ten. Um, let's see, here's a five out of ten. Um, let's see, uh, why? Okay, anyways, um, yeah, I'm seeing that fours and fives are about the highest that this thing gets. Wow. Um, here's another bad one. Um, one out of ten. Worst film ever. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that's why I wanted to read it. Um, <laughs> this is from Why Cheryl Whip 96470658. Written, <laughs> written August 9th of 2015. <laughs> Over the last few years, Marvel have been rebooting films quicker than we can blink, which is either because they need to keep the rights to the film and are desperate or because they want to tie it into their universe. <laughs> By the way, they spelt their T-H-E-R-E. <laughs> um, let's start with uh, their, again spelled wrong, recent ones, <laughs> The Amazing Spider-Man, which... First one was good, but second one was awful. It's funny because these are all made by different studios, but we're not going to. Okay, we'll get um, was as awful as Spider-Man 3 with Venom. DC rebooted Batman with Christopher Nolan and made one of the best trilogy films you will ever find. Um, DC showed Marvel how to do it correctly. So you would think. With the Fantastic Four reboot, it would be worth a watch. Wrong. Avoid at all costs. All in capital letters. This reboot is embarrassing and makes no sense at all. To the point, DC are probably rolling around in their office laughing. From start to finish, it's just cringeworthy. There is nothing good or interesting about this film at all. If you want to watch a proper reboot, watch Batman Begins. Okay, this just sounds like a DC uh, fanboy. Yeah. Um, who doesn't even understand the fact that the Spider-Man movies were made by Sony and the Fantastic Four movies were made by 20th Century Fox and Marvel yep. made the other movies. So, I don't know what, yep. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it looks pretty much like most of these reviews are one out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Of the like 869 that are on. Wow. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wild. That's wild. Uh. Anyways, um, <laughs> final questions here, Matt. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? <clears throat> I like the um, the when they first um, you know, went into Planet Zero. Like before all the bad stuff happened, like when they're just kind of like looking at the whole landscape and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, and also too, I like it like when, you know, I mean, it was really sad, but like when Ben, you know, didn't really know what was going on with them, and he was asking 
Reed for help and didn't you know was asking him not to leave and then Ben and then Reed went and abandoned him essentially. Well, from Ben's point of view, Reed abandoned him. You know, yeah. And I mean, even though that was sad, that was kind of one of my favorite parts of the movie when Reed escaped the the whatever the holding facility that they're in. Okay, and second question, Matt. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this movie to anyone? <clears throat> yeah, but I would I would caution them that they're probably going to be disappointed with it after the decent buildup because it doesn't really follow through after that. So they might feel like I felt because I was actually quite enjoying myself for the first hour. And then all of a sudden they find Victor and then they take him back and then Victor kills a bunch of people and then goes back to Planet Zero. And all of this takes place in like 13 minutes. So I'm like, uh, okay. And then, um, yeah. so I'm just saying like they could have done, cause like they could have done like a wrath of Khan thing where like, you know, they take him on board the ship, try to figure out what's going on. You know, is he good? Is he a villain? We don't really know, you know, type of thing. Then, you know, take, you know, let him, let him build up his villainous nature a little bit, you know, over time, you know, yeah, it, it was way too rushed at the end. Um, yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it up until about the last half hour. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I thought it should have been about an hour longer. I mean, or a half hour yeah. longer or something. Um, anyways. Um, and again, that's not the director's fault. That's the studio that pretty much made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. Hollywood interference. Um, yep. yep. So, uh, Anyways, folks, uh, that was our look at the 2015 film Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, please uh, do us a favor and uh, check out our Patreon and our yeah. <laughs> and uh, follow us on the social meds and um, <laughs> then uh, you know, you know, like the the on the books. And the, uh, the, the books and 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 the twits and, and the, the gram and the gram <laughs> and uh, you know follow most mostly at uh, you know either all too real two or uh, Cullen Park or the tubes the tubes yeah you can check us out on the tubes we have our show up on the tubes maybe later on the talks we're not sure yet um... yeah, maybe someday we'll do the do, do the tickety talks and. Um, <laughs> and the zibbity zaps and the zoobity zoops are those, are those things not yet but they probably will be in like okay. a year yes <laughs> and don't forget about the uh you know my space oh wait that's that's way wait what oh oh that's way gone um <laughs> yeah friendster follow us on friendster yeah man <laughs> or classmates.com or whatever it was called yeah <laughs> That was the original Facebook. He had a sign. He had to actually buy, uh, purchase a yearly uh, membership. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. Good times. Good times. Yep. Back in the early aughts. And yep. um, so, uh, yes, check out the links in the show notes. Um, you know, be sure to love us because nobody else does. And um, <laughs> wait. <laughs> what, what am I saying? Anyways, um, uh, I'm being desperate here. Anyways, uh, so uh, <laughs> until next time, 
this has been Michael E. Collin the second and and Matthew Sue Storm Human Torch the thing Mr. Fantastic Haas bye bye thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast a Cullen Park production produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen the second Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Thank you.